0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Six Stroke Podcast. I am your host, Dave Rookie. This time, I'm flying solo. It's going to be my first solo episode, so forgive me if I'm kind of rambling on a little bit. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a life update uh, as to what is going on with me, with Sentinels, and why I have been so bad at keeping up with this podcast. Let's get into it. Welcome back everybody. So I know that I have been terrible, absolutely terrible at putting out these podcasts, um, basically at a, you know, a more timely fashion and, uh, more regularly. Um, truth is it's tough. It's tough having a podcast and trying to keep up with it when, uh, all the elements of life come into play. Um, the lack of motivation sometimes, not knowing who the fuck to get on the podcast, Um, trying to plan things, you know, around a pandemic, wanting to have people here in person, but not knowing who to get, and also trying to follow protocols with safety and everything with social distancing right now, Um, being that we are still stuck in this fucking pandemic. But things are looking a little bright for the future. Who knows just how bright they actually are. Um, but we're trying to stay positive here and trying to hope for a better future, kind of taking the small steps towards normality, but enough about this goddamn pandemic. Let's move on, shall we? So one big reason why I haven't had, um, a podcast episode out this, this past month, um, which is why you're getting it now pretty much a month from the last one, um, Unfortunately, I I spoke about this a little bit on the last episode, Um, uh, but recently my grandfather has passed. Um, It's been a very, very hard thing on myself and my family. Uh, It's been the hardest loss I've ever had to deal with personally. Um, Just a little background on my grandfather. My grandfather is the guy who got me started on the drums. He was a drummer himself um, for many, many years. He's played in, you know, a lot of wedding bands and stuff like that, um, playing a bunch of classic music, kind of like Fleetwood Mac, Steve Miller Band, uh, stuff along those lines. And um, pretty much ever since I was born, um, for the first two years of my life, uh, my parents and I, we lived with my grandparents um, just so that... um, my parents could kind of save up some money and get a place of their own one day. And so pretty sure, if my memory serves me right, we stayed down in their their rec room where uh, my grandfather had a bar. He had his drum set and his son's drum set. My Uncle Mike was also a a drummer as well. Um, I don't want to say was, but, you know, was more active with, uh, you know, playing drums back in the day. Uh, Not so much anymore, but uh, they still got it in them which is amazing, you know. Um, so I basically stayed down in their their rec room, like from, you know, basically a newborn until two years old. And uh, pretty much by the age of three, you know, and even before that, uh, my family tells me all the time how I would just kind of walk up to the drum set and grab the sticks and just start, you know, doing baby shit, you know, just kind of tapping on drums here and there and just, you know... But the natural gravitation towards drums uh, really caught my grandfather's attention. And he just basically looked to my mom and and said, Cheryl, I'm going to make this boy a drummer. And she was like, OK, Dad, we'll see about that. And, you know, sure enough, you know, I became a drummer. And it was all because of him and my, my Uncle Mike. You know, they, they both got me started, you know with the constant classic music playing in the house and, you know, rock and roll and all that stuff, I, it was just kind of in my blood and, you know, my grandpa would teach me, like, show me the basic, you know, hand placements and stuff like that and show me, like, the basic beat. Even though I could never reach the kick drum, I had the hands all down. And um, by the age of five, I was pretty much having my first ever performance uh, in front of my whole family. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was for, but you know, I was turning five years old, and it was like also something to do with the church I was involved in at the time. I, and I was like, made, we're not Catholic, uh, and we weren't Catholic, so it wasn't like making communion or something like that, but it was basically like saying I was a part of the church or something like that and recognizing me as part of the church, and it was like on my fifth birthday or some shit. I really don't know. Um, so we had all my family over at my grandparents' house, and I played for them the first time uh two songs i played sugar ray i played their song fly and push by matchbox 20 those were like the first two songs i ever learned how to play on drums and just ever since then man it's just been such an integral part of my life and um you know having him around all, all these years you know not many people get to spend that much time with their grandparents and or get to remain as close with their grandparents as I was. And, uh, you know, cause I, I lost my, you know, my grandparents both on my father's side um, when I was like just 12. So, you know, I didn't get real close with them. So I always cherished the time that I had with, with my other grandparents from my mom's side. And, you know, my grandpa, obviously, being that he started me on drums, we, we were incredibly close. And we always kept in touch. There wasn't, like, a week that I didn't talk to that man. And, you know, I've never, ever, you know, strayed from forgetting what he taught me and that he's the one who started me. And so I I owe so much of my life. I owe everything that I have to that man. So losing him uh, at the beginning of this month was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to face. And it's a really hard thing to except is that' I'll, you know I'll never see him again and trying to just adjust to life without him around. It's the most dreadful thing I can I can think of and unfortunately it's now a reality. but I try I'm trying not to focus on the negatives of it and I'm trying to think about all the positive impact that he's had on me over the years and just the overall impact he's he's left on everyone else who's ever met him. At the funeral, there there were people who I haven't seen in years or people I, I knew that I didn't even know he knew showing up to pay their respects. And it just brought tears to my eyes just seeing, you know, and hearing all the amazing things that he's done for them or just hearing, you know, their opinions of my grandfather and just how amazing of a man he was Um and that definitely, you know, brought up our spirits, knowing that he was just so loved and respected and, and knowing that he was the man that we all knew he was, or hearing that, that, you know, he was the man we all knew and loved and, and just how special he was to everybody. But, um, I don't want to keep on this too long, obviously, cause I don't want to bum people out. Um, it was just very tough because this came just to us, you know, just two days after, you know, we were all kind of in, in good spirits and, you know, whatnot. Like he, he has, he unfortunately suffered pretty much from like right after Christmas until the 5th of February, which is the day he passed. Um, it, it was just a a horrible month, uh, of trying to, you know, keep our, our thoughts positive, you know, everyone's, you know, prayers and everything like that. Uh, just trying to stay positive overall and, you know, trying to, you know, pray for him, send him positive energy and thoughts. So it was just really mentally draining. And we knew that he wasn't doing well, but we just, none of us were prepared for the insanely quick turnaround uh, and downfall that that came of it. So it really just hit us like a a truck and and we didn't know really how to deal with it at first. So that really explains pretty much, that's the only reason that I've been absent. It's been really hard to you know, find the motivation to do anything, just, you know, being depressed and whatnot, it's really taken a toll on myself and my whole family. So, you know, obviously I apologize for the absence, but, you know, kind of have to tend to these things, you know, it's not every day that someone has to go through this. Um, well, I guess it is, you know, in other parts of the world, but you know, it's not every day you lose someone so close to you, um, and have to kind of live through the rest of life without that person it's it's tough um but yeah man he he was my fucking world and uh you know i'll always cherish those memories you know of, of him teaching me how to play you know to the the years of shows that he came to that he could um to see my bands play over time you know getting to tell him you know all the cool things that that were happening and just, you know, reminding him that it was all possible because of the fact that he got me started. And that's something I will never take for granted. I fucking love that man, you know. And uh, anyone of my friends who got to meet him over the years, you know, they consider themselves lucky for getting to even know him. And, you know, just hearing that, you know, has always, uh, you know, made me real proud to call him my grandfather and to basically carry his name as my middle name. But now we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the more positive things um, that have come recently um, and that have kept me away from the podcast. Um, I really have been wanting to talk about this on the podcast forever. I've been not so much hinting at it, but dropping little, little key notes here and there and you know, just mentioning how excited I was for the future of Sentinels. Um, we have announced recently that we have signed a worldwide deal with SharpTone Records pretty much the dream label for us and just the best label for us to be on the the best label with the best people behind it uh we seriously could not be more excited uh, to be a part of SharpTone Records man ever since that fucking label launched back in like 2015 uh, my guitarist, Chris, and I, we were both hanging out uh, when we saw, like, the launch happen on social media and everything and saw all the press releases. We just looked at each other and we were like, dude, this is where we got to be. And luckily, you know, kind of right time and right place, uh, our managers were just, you know, right there and, you know, with someone from the label. And he played, played them our music and he snatched us right up, man. And it was just such a surreal phone call to get to, to hear that like the, the team that we have been fighting to get to for years, uh, wanted us on the, on their label. And I cannot be more proud, um, more grateful and, you know, just overall excited. Um, because I have talked about a little bit here on the podcast that we've been working relentlessly on a new record for pretty much all of 2020. Uh, pretty much, From like February 15th or something around that time, like mid-February, we went in and started pre-production. And then we actually went back to the studio to start recording the record uh, on March 1st. And halfway through the recording of the record, um, or like a little bit more than halfway through is when the pandemic hit. And, you know, we had all these extensions. We... Unfortunately, you know, parted with our our previous vocalist, Joe. Uh, So there was just all this stuff going on at once. So not only did we lose a vocalist halfway through, then like a week later is when the pandemic really hit us and the studio was kind of on lockdown. There were only certain people allowed in there and you were only allowed there if you were just coming straight from home. No work, no other places. So it, it really extended our studio time way longer than we expected um and also you know trying to find a new vocalist through all this it it was fucking hectic um but everything I I believe everything happens for a reason and I'm not saying I am grateful for this pandemic uh because I know that so many people have died from it so many people have nearly died from it it's it definitely gave us the extra time we needed, especially in in a a time of need where we needed a vocalist. And I had basically adopted all the lyrical duties because of that. It gave me the extra time to really work on the lyrical and vocal aspects of the record, um, like writing the lyrics and and composing the vocal patterns and stuff like that, getting them ready to to send out. Um, And it was just it was so much that, that really was like weighing on us. And I knew that if we were still confined to just those 30 days, the record would have suffered for it. So I do find it, you know, obviously a curse, but somewhat of a blessing. The, the pandemic really gave us the extra time to perfect this record. And with how it's come out, I could not be more proud to have it out on the label that we've always wanted to be a part of. Um, I am so fucking fond or I am so I am so fucking proud of this body of work that we've created together. Uh, it's better than any of us could have ever imagined. Um, and I, I'm still in awe when I listen to it. And like you ever have those moments where you listen to your own music and there's just like those moments where it hits you and you're like, damn, this is my band. Like that that's kind of what it's like for me all over this record. And, you know, I, I don't mean to to sound like that guy like oh we we made a fucking banger of a record bro it's gonna be fucking flames they're Not trying to be one of those guys but i am just insanely proud of what we have to come and uh i can't wait for you all to hear it um and also with that the announcement of sharp tone and everything like that we announced our new vocalist josh hardiman who god i can't say enough good things about this motherfucker i love this guy so much he came like his name came up um by our our buddy uh, aaron shaparian who's basically like you know the silent sixth member of sentinels he's been a, basically in the circle of sentinels since bef- since before they even started like he's been a friend of theirs ever since and he's always contributed ideas and helped make sentinels sound the best that they possibly could um so his his name came up with them because I, I think they had worked together on a track. Um, and then also, I we were looking around for vocalists everywhere, and it was just so hard to find somebody uh, to where I, I hit up my buddy JT, uh, JT Cavey from ERA. Because um, we, we had a project, like, years ago that we were kind of involved with online. And so we, we've always stayed in touch and, and whatnot, stayed buddies. So, like... I I kind of just hit him up. I was like, "Dude, I am in a time of need. Please tell me you like have you know somebody out there available who wants to be the vocalist for like a progressive metalcore band." And he just said, "Yo, Josh Hardiman, 100%." And you know, literally just talking to him over the phone was just so easy and 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 so smooth. We could like tell just how hungry and passionate he was to be in a band because, you know, his his vocals are incredible. He's so powerful. He's so articulate. And uh, he's got so much to offer, which, you know, you guys have not heard yet, um, but you will hear soon enough. Um, he's just everything that we've ever wanted in a vocalist um, and a bandmate. He has basically the perfect voice for, for what we've always wanted to, uh, you know, accomplish for our music. Um, so not only is he an amazing vocalist, but he's an an incredible bandmate and an incredible friend, very, very positive spirit and, you know, just kind of embodies, you know, hard work and and passion. And he, it was a seamless transition. So, you know, I, I finished all like the vocal patterns and I, I, I sent them out to him and then, you know, he practiced them for like maybe a couple of weeks and then he flew out to the studio and dude, he's just crushed the record. I can't wait for you to hear um all the nuances and stuff like that. And and just the the emotion and uh the impact that he put on, on this record. Like I literally could not imagine it sounding any other way. And that is uh you know, widely because of you know, his vocal performance. I, I I'm floored every time I I listen to it. I, I absolutely love what he's done for our record and, you know, everything that we're going to create together in the future. Um, and also with that, you know, with the announcement of Sharptone Tone, Josh, we put out our first single from the record called Inertia. And Inertia is basically the most relentless song that we've ever put together. Um, it's just, you know, heavy balls to the wall, but with that touch of of melody and, you know, technicality and all that stuff in there. So... You know, if you guys haven't heard it yet, you know, you can check it out, you know, on here, wherever you're, li- you're listening to your podcast. If it's Spotify, Apple Music or, or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on, um, you know, and then you can check out the music video on Sharp Tone's YouTube channel. Um, very, very excited uh, about the response on the song so far. Like I said, I meant to get this video out pretty much the day like or the week of you know, everything being announced, but, uh, just with everything that was going on, it was impossible to, um, but you know, to all those who've checked it out so far, it seems to, you know, you guys seem to be liking it and I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, we're actually going to be shooting, um, some more music videos this coming weekend. We meant to do them earlier, but, uh, you know, we had some COVID cases and stuff like that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, pushing back, Back time and we're all trying to be safe we're all trying to prevent getting each other sick and uh you know now we're gonna move on and we're gonna get to work and get these fucking videos made and they're gonna be the sickest videos we've ever done I'm um, very excited about it um damn that pretty much wraps it up to be honest i didn't really anticipate this being a super long episode uh i just kind of wanted to get something out to you guys to kind of explain my absence because you probably guys were all thinking uh wow, this motherfucker can't keep up with a podcast. And for the most part, you guys are right. You know, but this month was just extra heavy on me, man. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to stay positive, like I said, and uh, I appreciate all your guys' uh, kind words and, you know, reaching out and, you know, condolences and everything like that. It was, you know, really definitely helped us in, in this time. Um, but, you know, I think this is where we're going to wrap it because I don't have much else to talk about. But I just wanted to keep you guys in the loop. So those of you who don't follow me on social media can kind of get the update, get a little bit of uh, insight behind the scenes and whatnot. Um, But there will be plenty more to come from us. This is not the only thing you're going to be hearing from us. So stay in the loop. You can check out Inertia. Everywhere music is available. It's on plenty of playlists. Um, Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. Now that's a thing. Amazon all that shit, and check out the music video on Sharp Tone's YouTube channel. And if you like this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. If you use Spotify, follow the podcast. If you use Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and a review. It means the world. I appreciate you. I will definitely be having some episodes this coming month and they will be with amazing, exciting guests that I could not be more excited to talk to. So don't worry. Davey's feeling better over here, and we're going to get some new shit out. So stay in the loop. Is that how you end it? Nice one, Dave. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.